And I think because the government haven't been able to basically keep up with this kind of cultural shift towards e-mobility, they've kind of pushed back on it rather than decided to find a way to accept it. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Eastgate Chat podcast with Evolve. Are we going to use the technology from what's on the Hayden series? It's changing that whole final drive ratio. Surfing this endless wave through Tokyo. Electric skateboarding is like breaking through. Every time I wanted to drink, I would step on this board. I heard somebody say, hey, Dean. <laughs> 100%. We'd love to build our own specialized e-skate track. I mean, the, the amount of thought that went into that. I want to talk about how it affected the riders. So I went skating with Tony Hawk. Oh, what? Yeah. Really? There's a whole new product line. I've done things I never thought I'd be able to do because of electric skateboarding. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Eastgate Chat Podcast. We're here with Ailish from Electroheads. <laughs> how you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Oh, so good. We're here in the London Evolve HQ um, at Here East. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about what Electroheads is, where, where it started, and, and what you actually do? Yeah, so Electroheads is a, a multimedia uh, platform. So we're on YouTube and Instagram and TikTok, all kind of social medias. And we're basically here to promote the joy of electric so um, we love to do reviews and lifestyle videos and anything in between on uh, electric vehicles with wheels so if it's a board a scooter a bike a car we love it so I've seen on the channel it's literally everything from like the small scale micro PV all the way up to full-on electric cars where did it sort of start and what was the focus been and has that changed over time? Yeah, so um, Electra has started about two and a half years ago um, and it has been growing exponentially ever since. So it actually started off, it was just like a, a few guys in a pub who came up with the idea, Electroheads, um, and then they had a uh, presenter, Jack Scarlett, who came on, who was with us for a few years. He's now moved on um, and uh, he was sort of the, the lead of the channel. He was in his bedroom a lot of the time doing green screen talking about um, the coolest electric cars that are coming out and um, he would do a few videos about electric skateboards as well and things so um, that kind of grew and grew and we really found that there was this incredible community and niche uh, market on the internet for people who love e-rides and um, I actually came into it uh, about a year and a half ago now which feels crazy because it feels like I've been with Electra has forever. Um, and to be honest, I actually didn't know anything about electric rides, anything at all. I actually saw that um, Electra has were looking for a content creator and I thought, oh, that sounds cool. Um, went for it and I kind of went on this journey with Electra has to learn and discover about e-rides and um, electric mobility. And I have to say, like, my eyes have been opened. Like, this is just an incredible world. There's an incredible community of people. Um, there's so many incredible different, like, niches in electric mobility as well. And it's amazing just getting to meet people like you and just sort of explore and understand and be a part of such an amazing world. Yeah, it's funny you say that because that was much the same with myself and Evolve. Like, I didn't have experience with electric skateboards. I came in as a content type role. And it gives you this sort of... I guess, fresh perspective, because especially when you're doing uh, reviews and how-tos and all, all that stuff you do, you can look at it from the perspective of the consumer, I guess, someone that's trying to learn about something. Completely. I think that's really important because I think in our world, it's very easy to have a lot of 
techie, very knowledgeable people in the industry who understand the mechanics of everything. And for somebody who is looking from the outside in, it can be quite a barrier in a way. And I certainly felt that when I first came in, I was sort of looking up like different e-rides and there was all these, these texts and tech like chats and I was just like I don't understand what they're talking about I do now which is amazing because I love challenging myself and like learning just how to kind of in, in, engulf yourself in in like information um but um I think there's something really important about having people who kind of are there to see e-mobility as not only just this incredible machinery but also as something that can get you around day to day and there is that enjoyment in that as well in a different style of commuting I mean that's a huge thing that I bark on about at Electroheads is um, the fact that we don't need to like stick to cars I think it's a bit of an old uh, trained thought that we need to get around via just cars I think you know electric skateboards electric scooters electric bikes are better and better for the planet better for your health uh better for um air quality in cities and um that's something i'm really passionate about is healthier cities and healthier commuting yeah i think that's where there's a great synergy between what you do and what we do is that we try and make it like consumable and palatable for the new person because at the end of the day we want more and more people on electric devices for all of those reasons so making it seem approachable and making it seem fun that, that's a big part of what we do. Um, you're obviously based in the UK. What, what's your sort of reach on outside of the UK? How much are you focused on what, what's happening right here in the UK? Yeah, so, I mean, we are predominantly UK-focused. Uh, However, we have an incredible community of people who watch from America, all over Europe, um, Canada, Australia, like all there um but um what we would like to do is we would like to expand and go over to america and do like a nice big season over there you know we, we've got big plans in the works that we would like to expand further across the globe because i know that we have people who are you know calling out for us to come and see them and visit them but you know we just haven't quite got the manpower just yet but that is in the works we'll be at the electrify expos i don't know if you've seen them miami austin new york yeah. Long Beach, they're yeah. all, all in the back half of the year, and it's very similar to the fully charged show. Yes, because that's exactly what I, I did a few weeks ago, and it's so great to meet people in real life as well. I think, you know, it's for people like us who are predominantly online, it's very easy to be kind of behind the camera, behind the screen, and not actually out there talking to people, meeting people, and it's, you know, exposes like that that are just so important because it brings communities together. Do you want to tell people what that fully charged expo was and sort of what the experience was there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Fully Charged uh, Live is a, a big live event that happens every year. It's actually, um, they're a YouTube channel as well that also kind of cover e-mobility and um, a, a, lots of other things as well, like environmental um, topics. Um, so they're, they're big in the UK. Uh, so they host this live event every year and they actually kind of go around um, Europe as well I think and it just basically brings all the different uh, brands in the e-mobility space into one place and there are lots of talks so I did a couple of panel talks as well talking about the future of micromobility um, and also talking about electric cars as well so yeah it's just a really cool space to be in and Electroheads are also aiming to do the same thing very soon as well because I think 
it'd be really fun to do something similar. Awesome. We'll book a booth. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> you touched on it there. That's a big one. The future of e-mobility. Um, so we're, we're obviously much more interested in micro-mobility. Uh, it's the, you know, adding on to what bikes do, getting pedestrians to places faster and quicker and easier and all that sort of things, further distances. What do you think is sort of the immediate next couple years in UK specifically, what, what are we looking at for micro-mobility? Mm, that's a great question. I think, well, just to start, I mean, the past few years that I've been on Electroheads, we have obviously been barking on about getting these things legalised because currently they're a bit of a grey area at the moment. If you ride um, an e-ride, say like an electric scooter or an electric board um, on British public roads, you could be uh, given a hefty fine, you could be getting six points on your licence and also your e-ride seized, which just seems like it's just bonkers. And so many people have been hit with this like ridiculous punishment um, because people have been voting with their feet for many years now on electric rides and I think because the government haven't been able to basically keep up with this kind of cultural shift towards e-mobility they've kind of pushed back on it rather than decided to find a way to accept it however they did introduce rental trials for electric scooters um it's been nearly a couple of years now which it, it's, it's been too long really but they brought in rental trials that are um basically overseen by the government to collect data um Today, the uh, Queen was supposed to be making a speech, but unfortunately she's poorly, so um, Prince Charles is going to be making a speech addressing the public, hopefully about the future of e-rides in particular. So this is actually a really big day. Um, They are currently in Parliament talking about things at the moment, um, and I'm very excited. I'm very apprehensive as well because there's been a lot of chat about how... um, the, the regulation of e-rides could actually fall short of what we need. Um, so currently, electric bikes here in the UK are legal if they have a 250-watt motor and have a top speed of 15.5 miles per hour. Now, it's actually just not enough. I mean, you know, it's great that we can have e-bikes, but 15.5 miles per hour on UK roads is far too slow. I mean, I get overtaken by pedal cyclists all the time on my electric bike Um, and I'm concerned that with regulation that could be you know the process of regulation that is happening hopefully today it could just be not quite enough so for example there is a um, an organization called PAX it's the parliamentary advisory uh, for the, oh, I can't remember exactly what it is now, Parliamentary Advisory for Transport, Government like Transport Safety, yada, yada, yada. So they kind of look at um, transport and the benefits and also the not-so-great stats to that, and they kind of presented the government and say, this is what we recommend you should do. So they did that with electric scooters, and they basically looked at the negatives of electric scooters, unfortunately, and they looked and saw that there were about 900 injuries or deaths caused by electric scooters in 2021 alone. A number small, far smaller than bikes. Exactly, or cars. I mean, the actual amount of pedestrian deaths went up, particularly in the US, um, over the pandemic because everybody got back in their cars. Nobody talks about that. So there's definitely like a slanted view on e-rides um, and they said to the like 
uh, Department for Transport that they believe that electric scooters should be limited to 12.5 miles per hour, which is so dangerous because, of course, we don't want them on pavements because that is too quick. Um, and there are elderly or people with mobility issues who might or who do feel threatened by electric scooters on pavements and so they shouldn't be there they should be on the roads but they should be able to go quick enough so that cars aren't going into the back of e-scooter riders or or you know any any e-riders yes we we've been through a lot of these problems in australia um some states are there some are not and it's difficult to make rules that suit all scenarios and that's sort of the problem um We've found a big problem is they did the trial hire thing as well, where they'd go into an 18-month period of that. And then there's an issue, firstly, with having um, novices on the boards. There's no training required. So, you know, usually they stumble out of a, a club and jump on their scooter and they go get hurt. Um, so wouldn't really want them going too fast. And also our roads are a bit different to yours. People would be on the footpaths a bit more. So they've geo-locked the scooters. So in like a heavy pedestrian area, they go six kilometres an hour. Yeah. It's like, what's that, three and a half miles an hour? You may as well just walk. Yeah, you may as well walk. <laughs> um, so the, the speed thing's funny, but I think the main thing that was a step forward to, for us was when the Federal Transport Commission sort of put out a recommendation to the states saying this is a, a framework we suggest you follow, that at least got us in the door. So they were legal. The, yeah. the police couldn't just stop you and take it off you. They were legal. Okay, there's still rules we can work on. Um, we'd love to see, uh, like, different zoning. So perhaps on certain roads up to 30 miles an hour, you can go the speed limit, something like that. Or cycleways, there's a speed limit on that, and it's across the board with cyclists and different kinds of PEVs. Um, it's going to be a long journey, I think, for everyone. But the main thing in the UK is just that first positive step of like initial legalisation. Definitely. And I think a really big thing I want to touch on is that at Electroheads, we talk a lot about electric scooters specifically and less about the sort of wider PLEV range, of course, of like EUCs, electric skateboards, like one wheels. They are all just as important to us. But um, we focus on electric scooters because that's kind of what the general public understand currently. And I think if you start throwing all these different devices at people that don't get it then they just want to push back because that's kind of what has happened already um i feel like with what is being announced today hopefully the regulation will come in place so that we can have electric scooters and i think that is like you say it's a stepping stone to hopefully including all e-rides because they are all so beneficial in their own ways um, and we need to understand that we need to accept all of them because they are all just as important what we've seen in other places is that it sort of gets grouped into PEV or PED and then there's, I guess, a, a stipulation on what defines that and it's usually to do with length and weight and width. Yeah. So it can't be so wide it's a quad bike. It, and that, that sort of, you know, that'll get an EUC, a scooter, a skateboard, a one-wheel, like all of them will fall within those classes. And then um, they've sort of dropped the regulations on wattage as well. Because if you have a speed limit, what's the point of a watt limit? Mm. It's, it's, it's tough, isn't it? Because currently, like I said, 250 watt is the limit in the UK for an electric bike. But when you put that into electric bikes that are cargo bikes that need to deliver things around town, are you going to be able to deliver a load of laundry mm. 
on an electric cargo bike with a 250 watt motor. No yeah. way. No chance. And, and different vehicles. I mean, we're high wattage because of just sort of how electric skateboards operate. It's not the same like gearing and whatnot. Mm. Guess how much watts that board is in the middle. It looks like a beast. I'm going to say... Thousand? It's six thousand watt. Six thousand. Yeah. Oh damn! But, I mean, it still only goes twenty six miles an hour. Wow. So it's yeah. it's not that it's dangerous, but that's just what it takes to get it going. Sure. So, like to to put say a two fifty watt motor on a, a skateboard, it's it's not actually going to even move. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing that I'm just I'm quite nervous about today is if they start to talk about low wattage, low speed limits. It's like, oh, my God, this is exactly what we don't want. Um, and it's really hard once people have made up, made up their minds, especially in government, to try and change them. So we'll see. 6,000 watts, though. I mean, that's, that's awesome. It's punchy. Yeah. That's for sure. That's the top <laughs> of the line. The one below, it's 3,000. Nice. Wow. It just right. goes to show, though, yeah, like wattage, it doesn't mean that it's dangerous. It's, and, you know, think of the amount of parents who want to take their kids to school on an electric bike but 250 watts just is enough because of the weight it's and then in addition to that think about the poor policeman that pulls you up the motors on that are like this big 6000 watt yeah. on a on a bike you can get 250 watt motors out of that big yes. how on earth are they supposed to police that what they can police we've said this so many times on the podcast get out the radar gun if you're being an idiot you've broken the rules okay that's fair we get it um if, if there is certain regulations on where you can and can't ride, at least there's a, a framework to follow that can be enforced. Exactly. Um, we just need common sense. Yeah, well, it's not common, unfortunately. <laughs> on that, I do have a question, <laughs> yes. something I've noticed since I've been commuting in the UK. It's, it's adopted pretty well by the electric community, but the cyclists don't seem to like helmets at all. What's the current rules for helmets? Yeah, so currently you actually don't need to wear a helmet. It's not a legal requirement. So um, I know that obviously differs from country to country, but yeah, you can jump on a bike, you don't have to wear a helmet. That's that really. Wait, is, is it different in Australia? Yes, it's mandatory. So you can't be on a bike without a helmet. Of course, not everyone does it, but it does seem a lot more people are doing it. And I mean, we don't have as many cities. Like the people I'm seeing here are whizzing past double-decker buses and like dodging through traffic, no helmet. So that I think that's – well, in Australia, it is part of the legislation for PEV. So sure. um, lights at night time is another thing that is legally required. Um, so things like that I wouldn't be surprised if are in these laws when they come out. Yeah, and I, I think you – know, I certainly wouldn't be against having to wear a helmet. I just think it is, again, common sense, you know, your head is very precious and you need to be protected because – I, I've been hit on a, hit by a bus before on uh, on London roads and I was just cycling on my bike and it wasn't my fault it was the bus riders bus rider the bus driver's fault um, so you can't predict how people are going to be on the roads so I think wearing a helmet absolutely um, whether or not that should be kind of like actual regulation I mean if they bring it in fine but I mean again I would just want them to treat electric electric rides when they do regulate them just as they treat bikes basically yeah but I, I think obviously having lights is really really important as well you need to be seen it's just yeah safety safety first I know it's not cool but we should all be doing it yeah make helmets cool again. yeah helmets are cool right yeah, I think so yeah <laughs> um, so we, we spoke a lot about going on the roads but since I've been in London there's a quite amazing trail network um 
down all the canals, there's parks with these huge paths in. There's actually like a lot more places to use a, a bike or an e-vehicle of any description than like I imagined because I'm comparing it to sort of maybe a Los Angeles where you get a nice strip along the front and then it's sort of terrible for the rest of the time. Sure. Yeah, I mean, there's incredible cycle networks all across the UK. I mean, you can literally cycle from the top to the to the bottom just by a bike if you really wanted to. So, yeah, it's amazing. And I think we don't really speak about that enough. We can we, we do have the opportunity to go on amazing cycle trails and and go from go wherever you want to go via bike. I think um, the the one thing that we talk about a lot is the fact that we kind of need a bit more cycle infrastructure in the city because I know it's really difficult to retrofit our streets um, and our roads with cycle lanes because in Britain we just have quite piddly tiny roads. Um, But it is something that we do need to have. But I do also think that the shift um, towards e-mobility, I'm hoping will actually get people out of cars and the more people that get out of cars the more people will be on e-rides and there'll be more space on the roads and it will be a safer place to be so I do feel like that all kind of like will happen hopefully like when people people just need to kind of have that change of change of mindset that's something that I didn't really realize when I first came into Electroheads is you know the possibilities with electric rides and now that I'm kind of living and breathing it and experiencing it every day you kind of realize that there's so much more to what these things have to offer in terms of commuting and you know mental health benefits as well like I feel so much better when I get on a bike and cycle to work or go down a canal for a lovely kind of weekend ride compared to sitting in a car stuck in traffic getting road rage at people in traffic you know it's just there's just so many benefits and I think there's so much more that we can unlock. We just need the government to kind of be behind that a bit more. Um, Something I I saw, I was in New York in November and during COVID, obviously a lot less people on the roads. What what they did was on some of the main roads that were multi-lane, they took one of the side lanes, they put a barricade down that middle and turned the entire lane of traffic into a rideables lane. So it was a a clear separation. Cars here, rideables here, pedestrians here. Okay, now there's no pedestrians. You can go a little bit faster. You can set a speed limit. And it was such such a good way to get around. And it was faster than the cars too. God, yeah, I can imagine. I can imagine. It's just you realise when you do kind of get on a bike or whatever you want to ride, it is just so much quicker than getting in a car, isn't it? Like you can just weave in and out of, you know, well, actually, I wouldn't recommend weaving in and out of cars, but you can go along cycle lanes and you can dodge, you know, big fat lorries that are in the way. And it's just it's just a no brainer. And I wish we had a bit more of that here. Um, like Copenhagen looks incredible. Have you been? I've never been. I'm before. going on Thursday. Oh, my gosh. OK, you have to let me know how it is, because just the whole the whole mindset around bikes is just awesome over there. And I think there are I think it's OK. I'm pulling this out of a very old stat that I think I can remember, but I think it's like five, there's five times more bikes in Copenhagen than there are cars. Mm. Something like that. Anyway, there's way more bikes than there are cars. I've been to Amsterdam and that seemed to be the case. Yes. It was bikes everywhere. Yeah, yeah, which is just so cool. And I think everyone's just happier and healthier and the pace of life is just a lot nicer over there. And oh yeah, I really want to go. I really want to go. We need a bit of that. Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) 
there's definitely something to say for like the mental health benefits you mentioned because we've done quite a lot of films actually talking to our writers and oh man some some of the like inboxes we get mm. sort of private ones are yeah. really quiet like I needed a reason to get out of the house and this was the only reason I ever found and it wasn't about getting anywhere it was just about you know being out getting the wind in the hair an excuse to get out of the house so if you can incorporate that into your daily routine, it's almost meditative, like a state of mindfulness going to work and not having to be sweating your ass off yes. on the way to work sort of makes the whole thing a lot more enjoyable. Yeah, you can you can just jump on your board or get on your bike and wear what you want to wear and you can rock up to work and be completely bone dry. It's, oh, it's just... Chef's kiss, just beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. Living the dream. <laughs> Living the dream. Living the dream. But yeah, no, like I've spoken to so many people who have found such incredible benefits with their electric rides. Um, there's a guy who uh, has, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the condition now. Uh, but basically he, he finds it really hard to get out of the house just in general. Um, and he said he, he got an e-board and it completely changed his world. And it, like you said, it got him outside. Um, he would go, I mean, particularly during the pandemic, I think when there was just a lot of fear and um, the unknown of what's going to happen next, being able to kind of take yourself out of that and just kind of be in that moment on your ride and enjoy the experience and um, yeah it, it definitely is meditative you really do find that and um, you know we have people who who write to us who say that they have a physical disability um, and that they can't go as far on like a pedal bike but they have an electric scooter or they have an electric board and it gets them further and I just think it's so cool and I think um, again these things are being forgotten about as well is that there are so many benefits to these electric rides and just, oh god the media over here just love to fixate on all the negatives and it really is just like spouting like vicious vicious news about e-rides when actually there's just so much cool stuff and I, I, I bet you any one of those people writing those articles have probably never gotten on an electric skateboard or an electric scooter if they did complete change of mind yeah i think it's almost become a thing like they know it's going to get the clicks mm. so i think they almost don't care yeah like they just want to say it because exactly. it's just another thing to feed into the machine yeah. but you said something earlier which i really liked um people have spoken with their feet yes so true so while the mainstream media might not be fixating on the sort of big positives there's obviously like a large-scale adoption of these which is inevitable and like what the speech today is about from what the transport minister sort of hinted to was he essentially said we tried to stop it but we can't <laughs> I love that <laughs> like that's almost what he said he's yeah. like like we put the rules in but there's more and more of these things they're coming out of the woodwork um but and and that's just sort of an indication of what people want and you, you're not going to be able to control people that much. Yeah, completely. I think we, we saw this huge shift, cultural shift towards uh, electric micro-mobility during the pandemic for obvious reasons. People wanted to get out and about, but they didn't want to go on a bus or a tube. So, you know, this kind of personal device was perfect for that. 
and also much cheaper than running a car as well. So it was just a no-brainer. And I think I remember when electric scooters first kind of hit the scene in London, and this was probably about, I'm going to say about eight years ago now. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, how uncool are these things? Like, you'd see guys in suits on these like scooters kind of like I, I think they were actually like push scooters to be fair kind of going around and you'd be like oh my god what, what are they on that's so like that's for kids but then like there's been this shift like more and more people kind of got these like e-rides these e-scooters and then you would kind of be like oh actually that looks quite useful and then you kind of get a little bit jealous because you're like oh that looks really fun and then suddenly yeah everyone's kind of everywhere with these it's the pandemic people are scooting around the government don't know what to do with it and then yeah suddenly they kind of start to push back but there's been like a huge huge wave of um like e-ride like acceptance and yeah it's just it's really cool it's really cool during the pandemic, I remember seeing um, photos of London and the pollution cleared up. Mm. And you guys are really heavy into it with these weird zone taxes where if you drive cars into different parts of the city, they just charge you for emissions. Yeah. What do you think sort of like being the driver for that? Is it just too many cars, too much pollution? And obviously there's one clear way to sort of fix that exactly exactly yeah it's a really tough one isn't it because it's a bit of a rich man's market in a way because people with um like lower income families can't afford an electric car i think there is a huge barrier to entry currently just with electric vehicles like the the bigger stuff and what electric scooters and like electric skateboards can offer is a much cheaper mode of transportation which means that you don't have to be paying these um ULES, uh costs the reason why these have come in is because our mayor Sadiq Khan has obviously been uh, very heavy on trying to clean up our air and I do really support what he's doing I think it, you know the, the the amount that the city has become a cleaner healthier place in terms of air quality has definitely improved since he came in so you know you can't deny that because that's something I'm really really passionate about but it is again um it's catching out the people who uh, can't afford the cars that can skip the ULES uh, charge. And so therefore people are being, um, particularly lower income families are being hit the hardest because they have to uh, pay for these charges because they need a cheap car, um, which is obviously a bit of an old banger that is a bit more pollutive. And uh, it's it's a really tough one um, because the government aren't giving those lower income families uh, an opportunity to find a mode of transport that could suit them better and save them money which is you know it just it all spirals back to the same thing is we just need to get these things legalized immediately i agree i've been here for two weeks i've hired a big diesel van because we had the event to take stuff down to fully charge man i'm halfway to buying a stoke by now like (laughs) (laughs) i could have bought a cheap little run around yeah so yeah it's crazy expensive and It's just a weird sort of double standard because it clearly points to the government knows what they're trying to achieve. Mm. But then the the way to get there is electric transportation. Like you said, cars can't be for everyone. Mm. More people ride bikes here anyway. So like, why why can't we just get everyone on that? Yeah, they're still better than electric cars. Exactly, and I think as well, just for the people that maybe bought a, a petrol diesel car a few years before the ULES expanded because it was sort of central London and now it's gone to sort of more outer London as well. So a lot more pe- 
people that have been affected by it in you know where they live they can't avoid it but people can't just sell that car and then get another one that fits the regulation it is it is a bit nuts they're not really thinking about the actual brevity of how it is impacting people day to day um i i get what they're trying to do but i think there are probably better ways to go about it as well you're obviously across all electric mobility. Like you, you've had a go of pretty much everything. Yes. Evolve is sort of an interesting one. We found ourselves a bit of a black sheep at fully charged because we're we're heavily lent on the recreation side. It's it's not the the cheapest scooter you can get purely for transportation, which is like a different category. These sort of fit into like a big boys toys category that you can also use to get to work or whatever you want to do. How many sort of devices do do you play around like that? And is there a distinction in the types of people that sort of gravitate towards one or the other, or do they have multiple types? Mm, Yeah, that's a really interesting question. So I find like, obviously I I don't want to sort of categorize people because I feel like that's quite dangerous, but um, I I have found just in the sort of e-mobility community that there are certainly different niches, which is really interesting. So you've got the um, the modders who love to take an electric bike, an electric scooter, a board, and just basically they can just do whatever they want with it. And I think it's so cool. I am not a DIY person. Um, I am getting into it more. I've built a few electric bikes now because of the job, and I'm I'm very pleased to say that they are still like all fine and they haven't fallen apart so that's good um so I'm on the way to being a more DIY person modding here I come um uh but you've also got like I think again just kind of the one wheel community the evolve community I think like I, I think what's so great about you guys I mean you've got the video playing here you've got you've got women who are absolutely bossing it with electric boards like yeah it's just what I love is these are kind of niche communities but it is a place where I feel like anybody can be a part of it if they want to be. Like, as long as you've got the passion um, and the interest, people kind of welcome you with open arms. And I think that's something that's really lovely about the electric mobility crowd. Um, it's very accepting and people are just really cool. And that's why I love going to the expos uh, because everyone's just so lovely to talk to. And if anybody is listening to this and is kind of on the fence about trying like a different e-ride because they don't know if they might be judged or I don't know that is just not the case everyone's so cool you said it well with um the community aspect that might be a better way of saying it than recreational like have, have you been to many of the group rides do you know what I actually haven't because I'm based down in South London, right? I don't have a car because I don't need one and we're not allowed to take electric rides on uh the, the tube they've been banned um so I don't really know how to get up to them which is really annoying otherwise I would so be there I just need a car basically which is really annoying look we have a the last weekend of every month we're doing one at Hog Hill it's a place at Redbridge Cycle Park where is that Redbridge um I think it's about 10 15 north of here so probably wrong direction for you but it's not (laughs) that far we'll take a board you can go for a ride but it's it's so cool when there's a whole bunch of people get together to sort of like share a passion. And I think that's where it's a bit different than the, the guy that will jump on his scooter for 20 minutes to get to work when they're investing and they're getting a little bit more out of it. It's not for everyone, but that's something that's, that's big for us at Evolve. Yeah. Um, you should definitely try and get to one of them or a critical mass. Um, yes. Or a, we have group rides every second week here as well. 
And then I know the, the Carve UK group do different events. During winter, we hire go-kart tracks. That I don't know it. if you've seen, seen that. that. Yeah, I have. Yeah. So cool. Indoor so cool. go-kart tracks in the middle of winter. <laughs> it's um, so good. And we're, we're talking with this complex, actually. They have a massive uh, multi-story car park here. And they're talking about shutting down a level for us during the week so we can have indoor like car park sessions and we can set up cones and just play around have a dj in there as if wait so what is is this going to be every week that they'll do that probably a bit much to run but every fortnight maybe or once a month oh my god that's what we need especially during winter with the weather i was just about to say yeah we 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 find that as well it's like obviously especially in britain the weather's not the best uh particularly in the winter so having somewhere that is undercover and also is private is so hard to come by isn't it that's something that we've really struggled with yeah uh, and we're still skate so like Mm. it's difficult to get people to work with us you know like to actually say to a go-karting track like this is what we do we've had to work over years and years and years to build like a portfolio of these events to Mm. be we're legitimate we have a great community and and it's going to be fun and that's why we got lucky with this car park obviously the store's here sort of owned by the same people. They know what we do. They've seen the rides here. Um, but very excited to bring yeah. that to fruition. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Because I guess, you know, particularly skateboards, there is this kind of presumption that, oh, it's the riffraff, they're here, they're no good. But it's that's not the case at all. It's it's frustrating that there are these, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like when people have the... Stereotypes. Stereotypes, yes. exactly. And it's very frustrating. Um, and I do think it's that kind of the generation of the... Like the the older and the younger, they're kind of like, oh, the kids, they're just out causing trouble. On their boards. On their boards. (laughs) Smoking the drugs. (laughs) Leading our daughters astray. Yes, it couldn't be further from the truth. Um, We're a bunch of very sophisticated people out here. Yes, I can vouch for that. Enjoying toys. Yes. (laughs) Look, I think that's about going to do us. Is there anything else you wanted to add before we sign off? Just to say, I really hope that the right change comes about today with the uh, with the announcement. And um, I guess once this goes out, we'll actually know what they've said. But I'm just, you know, Probably fingers crossed. I might put up like a title card telling everyone what what happened. Great. Because we don't know right now. So we'll probably get off this. It might even have happened already. It might have. Um, so very excited. We'll get this out soon and we'll keep you updated. Thanks for watching. As always, um, follow us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. And I'll put all your links in the description as well. So they do. We just spoke about it. Everything, Everything. you need to know. Everything you need to know about electric. So go check them out. Give them a follow. Thanks again. And we'll see you on the next one.